Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the first podcast for more of you live. And here's your host. No, I'm not going to go on any crazy Johnny Carson things like I do on my vlog. This is John Moore. Um, I decided to do a test um, more of you live on podcast just to see if this actually worked. Um, I did a podcast uh, about a week and a half ago, I think it was, um, with the Doc Freeman show. It hasn't appeared yet. Um, They were doing some editing and hopefully it'll appear one day. But I wanted to do this because I did a, um, for those of you who aren't familiar with More of You Live, it's uh, part of More of You, One Progressive's Opinion, a vlog that I do on Facebook. Um, I've been doing it for two and a half years. Uh, But specifically, if you're not on Facebook, you can Google it and maybe look at old episodes of it. But basically, you have to be on Facebook. So I wanted to do a podcast to get it broader out to a broader audience. But I didn't think I was going to do that now. But a strange thing happened. I did my More View Live vlog on Monday. And what I was talking about was impeachment inquiry and how it was going to affect this country. And we talked about the whistleblower talked about Trump, um, all the things that were going to happen to him, like, yes, he is going to get impeached, there's no doubt about it, and the fact is that he may be in trouble with Republicans, but I also related a part about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, his son, and the fact that, you know, even though the things that Trump and Giuliani were saying about Joe Biden were not true, the fact is that Joe Biden uh, was using... um, deniable plausibility um, and that's the term that I used throughout that uh, vlog to not communicate with his son while his son knowingly went about going for a job that knew that had corruption elements in it the one thing that I forgot to do um, when I did that and it was about a 45 minute vlog was I didn't talk about how it would affect Joe Biden's candidacy for president so I want to come on here, do a short little thing. So no, it's not going to be like a normal hour vlog I do on on Facebook to talk about how this whole thing regarding the whistleblower account, regarding the misinformation from Trump and Giuliani, how it's going to affect Joe Biden's candidacy. And the truth is, if you've been watching the news and keeping up with it, it already has affected Joe Biden's candidacy. He's no longer the Democratic frontrunner. If you look at most of the numbers now, there was a recent Mammoth poll that just came out today that shows that Elizabeth Warren, with 28% of the vote, is now the frontrunner. Um, there are other polls that show that she has a slight lead or it's even. So, you know, at the beginning of this thing, uh, on most polls, Joe Biden had like a 30 to 35%. He was twice the number. So right now, Elizabeth Warren is the front runner. She's in the lead. Um, According to most of these polls, Joe Biden is second and Bernie Sanders is third. You know, let's uh, give a little shout out to Bernie Sanders. We know he had a a procedure yesterday, two stents to um, put in for a blockage of his heart, being a heart patient myself. You know, we're going to pray for him and you know, at 78 years old, hope that he stays around. I know if uh, you watch a lot of social media, a lot of people think he's not coming back. I don't agree with that. I think Bernie's a strong man. I think we'll see him back for the debates, which will be on October 15th, and I think he'll be all right. So let me go ahead and continue with this and try to keep this short. I want to keep this new 
podcast thing a little shorter than I normally do my vlogs. But if you know me, I'll run on a little bit. So like I said, the polls showed that it's been affected. Also, um, Trump has a major misinformation uh, machine. This man has lied more than 12,000 times, documented by the Washington Post and the New York Times, yet he gets 85 to 90 percent approval among Republicans. So if he can put this disinformation out and blame the media and blame the Democrats and blame whoever's listening and throw everybody else on the bus, which he's done for four years since he started running for the um, for president and for the almost three years he's been president, you know that this information is going to get to, to Biden and the Democrats. Also, like I said, with the information that I reported on More View Live that I'm giving to you now, which is the, the fact is Hunter Biden knew that when he took that Ukrainian position that there was corruption involved. At the same time, Obviously, you have a little nepotism because his father was the vice president. But not only was he the vice president at the time under um, under Obama, but he was the point man working on getting rid of corruption with these companies in um, <laughs> God, uh, the Ukraine. Excuse me. So he knew that there was a chance, you know, um, that it would look improper to have his son work for one of the companies that he very well may have to preside over getting rid of the corruption. Now, he's he was innocent. He didn't do anything in terms of trying to get help for his son or trying to get rid of the prosecutor as the Trump Trump and Giuliani said. However, it's his son, right? You would think they would have a discussion or he would have told his son, "Don't do it." You know, this would be a conflict of interest. He never did. That's why I call it deniable plausibility. You know, but you don't know. Now, knowing that and the fact that his son, Bo, died uh, just a couple of years back or say about three or so years ago. And one of Bo's last things, he asked his father, Joe, not to run for the presidency. Right. So he didn't run in 2016. My personal opinion was that was a mistake. I think had he ran, yes, he and Hillary, it would have been a tough choice for Barack to make in terms of who he would have supported, but it would have been a tough race, and who knows, Joe might have came on top, and who knows, we may have had a different world had he ran. However, can't go backwards, only go forward. So now in 20, uh, for 2020, he's decided to run. And of course, he has the highest name recognition of any Democrat, and thus the polls show that he was in the lead. Well, he hasn't run a great campaign so far. The first three debates, the first two, he was very sketchy. He was a little better in the third debate, but it seems like what they've done is they've hit him because he's known for making gaffes. He was known for making gaffes as a younger man. Joe Biden, I believe, will be 77 years old next month. Um, he's a good man. I think he was a great vice president, but He's a man with baggage. And I believe now that this current thing going on with the whistleblower has come up. I think that that's going to even be more baggage. And not only is it going to be baggage for Joe Biden, but it's going to be baggage for the Democratic Party. 
So what I wanted to do today was to discuss that part. And people say, look, John, why would you discuss that part when everything's going good for the Democrats? Looks like we're going to impeach Trump. Looks like the Republicans are turning on him. Looks like uh, there's even a chance that he could be thrown out of office or not be a factor next year. So why don't you just let it go? The reason that I can't let it go is you have to deal with truth. And that's what more of you does. I'm a, I'm a progressive. Um, I've been a Democrat now for almost 40 years, although, um, as I said on my last show, I will probably be ending that after next year's New Jersey primary. And I will be an independent because I feel that I can work better as an independent than as a Democrat. I don't no longer align with the middle of the road, um, go, you know, go along uh, Democratic Party. We we end up uh, uh, picking candidates that are uh, milk toast, that are middle of the road, but they don't serve progressive views. They just want the status quo. And I'm not for that. I think more than any other time um, in my lifetime, um, I think it's time for change. I think it's time for younger people, meaning my generation, um, which is the baby boomers. We've had four presidents. The last four presidents have been baby boomers. And more than likely, um, the next president, if they're not a baby boomer, there'll be somebody from older generation. There'll be somebody in their 70s. And that I'd rather not have. I'd rather have somebody younger. I think it's time for a change. I think it's time to move along. I think it's time that people forget, you know, not say forget about the current things and whatever, but not think about themselves and not think about what's in it for them. Let's look for like we used to, like when, when John F. Kennedy aspired to have someone go to the moon before the end of the decade. He didn't make it, but his aspiration did happen when they landed on the moon in 1969 and they beat the Russians. Let's have aspirational thoughts that can make things happen. You know, we talk about health insurance. We talk about uh, Medicare for all. Now, right now, I don't think it's time for Medicare for all. I think it's too expensive. But why can't we have an aspiration to give everybody universal health insurance and let's do it in a reasonable time? Uh, Bernie Sanders believes it could be done in four years. I don't think so. But maybe if we set a goal for 10, 15 years down the line, it can happen. So why can't we do that to make things better in this world? And I think we need a kind of candidate to do that. We don't have a Barack Obama. We don't have a Bill Clinton that was able to, to bring people together. But maybe out of this Democratic field, we can find somebody. I love Joe Biden. I think he's a good man. I just don't think, I think the time has passed for him to run for president. I think the time for Bernie has passed as well. And, you know, like I said, I hope he gets well. Um, right now, Elizabeth Warren is the best Democratic candidate we have. But even... She has the baggage with the Pocahontas thing. Plus, I'm not sure if she can hold up during a, um, during a tough uh, uh, campaign in the general election. But we'll see all those things. But I'm going to get back to the main topic. So now that we know that the whistleblower, um, <laughs> you know, it's one of them times, you know, it's early in the morning. You have to excuse me, folks, but I'm not I'm going to keep this unedited. I'm not going to go ahead and just cut this off because I make mistakes on it. Um, the whistleblower scandal has affected Joe Biden. Obviously, not as much as it affected Donald Trump, but it has affected him. 
his poll numbers are suffering. We have to wonder what's going to happen. Now, we're not going to have a vote in, in the primaries until February. So we're still a few months from there. And then we have the fourth debate coming up in a couple of weeks. But sometimes when you take these blows and you're not taking them in a general election now, you're taking them in a Democratic primary, how much can you get? Now, one of the interesting things that happened this morning was they came out with the quarterly um, campaign donations for each candidate. Bernie Sanders led with $25 million. Um, I believe Pete Buttigieg had 19 million. I believe Camilla Harris had just a little under 12 million. I think those were the top three. The interesting things are the top two candidates didn't come out with theirs. So we don't know Joe Biden's and we don't know Elizabeth Warren's. Elizabeth Warren has, even though she's now the leader, she's not been a big grassroots fundraiser. Not as big as, say, Bernie Sanders or Pete Buttigieg or Kamala Harris, who are the top three right now. Joe Biden has decided to hold off. But again, Joe Biden accepts corporate money as well. Um, And he's going to hold off until October 15th. Now, that can mean one of two things. He wants to spring on and get it to be good uh, publicity for the debate. Or he wants to hide it. Because if he had great numbers, you would think it would come out. So, like I said, right now, I'm not going to say his candidacy is in trouble because, again, nobody's voted. And we know that right now he's not only just the he wasn't just the Democratic front runner for a while, but I believe he was the Democrat who the Democratic Party wants to push to be the nominee. And he also had the biggest name recognition and who a lot of people, older people or people who are middle road Democrats still want. Uh, But again. Um, as a progressive, I'll vote for Joe Biden if he wins the nomination, but I want change. I want change. And like I said, the main reason I didn't come on here was not to sit here and talk about Joe Biden and disseminate him. But of course, you know, I run on and that's part of the conversation. But to really discuss the fact of the fact that the whistleblower scandal and all the Trump's and Giuliani's misinformation. And if you hear, you know, um, all the so-called Trump representatives on TV, whether it's Stephen Miller, uh, whether it's Mike Pompeo, whether it's uh, Lindsey Graham, they all go after Biden because they feel he has the best chance of beating Trump since most polls show that he would be a double figure winner. But again, nobody has voted yet, so we really don't know. And we've seen political takedowns in the past. Um, if you see my more view, and I invite you to go on more view on Progressive's opinion, and if you haven't done so already, if you if you have a Facebook account, look for more view one Progressive's opinion, Progressive's plural. Go ahead and like it. Go ahead and check that video out from Monday, and you'll see a lot more specifics. As I said, another thing that I did this morning, um, which was strange, just before I did this podcast, was I uh, reposted a video from two years ago today. Um, just after the Las Vegas killings. And um, it was a short, about 15-minute video, which is short for me, um, where I talked about how sad it was that the 59 people died, hundreds of people injured. It was the worst um, mass shooting in U.S. history. Um, We quoted a couple of Bible passages, and um, we did it with sadness. So, you know, we remember them. It happened two years ago yesterday. 
and we're going to keep the faith here in life and we're going to stay strong. And I'm not just talking about Democrats or progressives. I'm talking about Republicans in this country, too, because we're going through a tough battle. And with a president that likes to incite violence or civil war or coups or things like that, we have to hold tight. So, you know, this was the first but not the last more of you live podcast. And I hope you like it. Um, I'm going to put it on Facebook, put it on my page, put it on more of you. Um, but if you want to continue to support it, let me know. So again, thanks for supporting more of you live and the introductory more of you live podcast. So I want you to have a blessed day. And I forgot to even tell you today, today is Thursday, October 3rd, 2019. Enjoy this blessed day. It's raining here in New Jersey, but I know in most places it's still warm. You have a little summertime. We're getting toward the weekend. Stay blessed, people. Peace.